0: Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. are you
1: ready? Are you ready? ready.
0: On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. The ah. Yang open three left side. Good. George Yang fourth in the first quarter.
2: George Yang's got 12 of the Jazz 22 points. Donovan pulls up on Favors for three, no good. Brantley offensive rebound. Back to Donovan, splits the defense, cut off. Flares back to Brantley for a left angle three that's good. Drell Brantley makes that shot. He's going to play a lot of years in the NBA. Works the left side, guarded by the long, lanky Hall, who doesn't seem like he can move a great deal. High lob
1: to Rudy. He goes over Moroni, catches and dunks.
2: David Locke on the call. Some of the highlights is the Jazz get the victory. 106-96 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. They were down 17 in the first quarter. Seven or eight bad minutes and then they pulled it together and were up by 20 and dominated the rest of the game. No Joe Ingles. No Jordan Clarkson. No Royce O'Neill. So they went down the bench a little bit and they still got a comfortable win. And now they get two days off and get ready for the Pacers on Friday and PK was seven or eight bad minutes, but I thought after that everything was fine.
1: Yeah, Lou Dort obviously was shooting out of his mind in yeah. those seven or eight bad minutes. That's a game that I contribute to the other team, particularly Dort, an undrafted free agent. Wow, forty-two points, seven boards. Just uh, happy for that kid to be able to find his way in the league, and he's playing with a bunch of uh, end of the end of the bench guys who I'm not even sure would be on the bench on a lot of teams. So. I didn't really feel like they were threatened in that regard. I thought they would come back and, and things would equalize, and, and they did.
2: Yep, Jazz get the win. They get a couple of days off. They get some guys rested. They were talking about how fatigued they were on Monday. Uh, and then Rudy Gobert says when he's tired, he just tells himself he's not tired. That was probably the highlight of the postgame for me. Mind okay. over matter.
0: Uh,
1: tired? Mm, okay, you're, you're tired. Uh Yeah, so you're tired. (laughs) I mean, the games count whether you're tired or not, so what's the attitude you need to take.
2: Two days off before the back-to-back with the Pacers Friday afternoon at 1 and then the Lakers Saturday afternoon in L.A. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. Durant in a post-up draws a double out to chioza pump fake moves it left finds Durant a deep three and hits george crossover on sabonis in the lane
2: put it up put it in with a left hand pg 13 with 30 points and we're not even through this
0: third quarter with 450 to play mccullum reaching for the ball four on a shot clock it's got to be tatum stepping to his right tough three oh! got it a dagger from jason tatum do you have any thoughts about him? Are you an A. Rod fan at all, growing up or anything like that? What do you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? Which mean like, who is he? The baseball player, Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, nah, no, I, don't know. What is. Okay. I know, I know he's gonna be the owner, but I don't, I don't, I don't know nothing about baseball.
2: Anthony Edwards doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is because he doesn't know anything about baseball, and he didn't seem particularly uh, flustered by any of that. He know nothing about baseball, buddy. <laughs> Uh, you heard highlights from around the NBA there. The Phoenix Suns keep it going. That is uh, three in a row, 10 out of 11. They've been, uh, they've been looking good for weeks, for months. And a back to back, it was both at home, so that didn't bother them. They went by 20 over Miami.
1: Yeah, I think what was impressive about that is they had four guys off the bench in double figures and another guy with nine points. And so they've developed the bench along the way, and that, that can only do anything but nothing but help them as they get going into the postseason. I don't know how deep they're going to go in the postseason, but develop those guys, get them out there, and uh, give you some lift. We saw that uh, a little bit maybe with uh, Denver. You know, they had some guys out early. Got uh, wouldn't they get two guys back during the course of the playoffs last year, at least one comes to mind. So that was a nice win for them. As comfortable as it was, too, I didn't think it would be that easy.
2: Definitely didn't think they were going to win by 20 on the second night of a back-to-back over the heat, but they got it done. And the Clippers beat the Pacers, who the Jazz will be seen on Friday. Uh, they win 126-119. Paul George had 36 in that game. The Pacers have to go to Houston before they come to Utah, so they're zigging and zagging all over the place.
1: Yeah, Paul George has really been on a tear. Uh, he's shooting career best. I looked this up this morning, uh, 47% from the field, 43% from three. And uh, we talked about it, man. If you're going to profile an NBA player, his, his physical stature really would fit in. And he starts making those shots like he's been doing. We'll see if he can do it in the postseason because that's been the bugaboo for him. But if he can, man, he's got all the skills just to be a marquee player.
2: The Lakers Minus or two stars, playing some 500 ball here. Went 4-3 and three on their long seven-game road trip. Never lost back-to-back. Started with a win and just alternated wins and losses. And Beat the Hornets 101-93. They were down early in that game and they don't have their obviously their, their two marquee guys, but they found a way to grind it out and win. 101-93. Kuzma had 24, so nice win for the Lakers who seemed destined to uh, stay in front of Portland as Portland loses again. So all the thought about how far the Lakers might drop, I, I think we found the bottom for them.
1: Yeah, I'm not that impressed with the win over the Hornets. They're missing Paul and Hayward. They don't really have much, even with those two guys. They're not a great team. Without them, they stink.
2: Hmm. Uh, Kevin Durant went for 31 as the Nets crushed the uh, the Timberwolves. So. Brooklyn keeps it going. They got their three stars. They never seem to have really more than one of them. Occasionally they have two, but... Kyrie Irving didn't go, and Harden's got the hamstring stuff, and it didn't matter. They won by 30. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college basketball.
2: The transfer news. You mentioned this one late in the show yesterday. PK, Connor Harding is leaving BYU and going to UVU. And University of Utah star Timmy Allen is going to Texas to play for their new head coach, Chris Beard. He will be a longhorn. So... The Utes going to be looking for some more offensive uh, firepower going forward. Timmy Allen off to Texas.
1: Oh, Tim Allen, man. I'm going to miss him. I hope he finds what he's looking for in Texas. I don't blame him. doesn't look. I know Coach Smith working wonders in Logan, but I don't know. Well, the team isn't all together, so it's hard to make an evaluation at this point. But it doesn't look like they would be an NCAA tournament team this coming season. And Allen's running out of time, so who can blame him for that?
0: DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL.
2: Players for the Broncos, Seahawks, and Buccaneers will not uh, formally report to their team facilities for their voluntary offseason workouts. Voluntary. Yeah. Teams issued statements uh, through the Players Association. The Broncos' statement cited rising COVID positivity rates in Denver and surrounding communities, so... The NFL, not back to normal yet, but the voluntary workouts, I think, uh, may be important to them, but we can live without them. I
1: saw a thing from Bruce Arians, the coach at Tampa Bay, saying that if you miss a recital or a child's game, I will fire you of his assistants and people on his staff.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> take was... this personal time and soak it in.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he was saying that you know, you, there's plenty of time for you to put your work in and those events... Usually are like two hours, Mm -hmm. you know, a recital or a game, roughly. You know, maybe a little bit more if it's a football game. But he's talking about, because he's an older guy, I think he's like 67, 68 now. And he's talking about how he missed stuff. And it never comes back. It's uh, either you did or you didn't. And you can't recapture it. So he was saying that if you don't do it, I'll fire you. Because there's plenty of time. You can come in at midnight and get your work done, whatever you need to do. But he wants you to make sure you take advantage of that time. And that's from someone who's uh, way, way on the other end of it and understands it.
2: So the NFL said uh, their, their chief medical officer, Dr. Alan Sills, said last month that no NFL employee, including players, would be required to be vaccinated as a condition of employment. But the NFL does expect the key members of each team's football operations staff to receive a COVID-19 vaccine unless they have a bona fide medical or religious reason not to, according to a memo issued to all clubs. Pretty fine line right here, PK. Looks like they got one one thing in public and another in private, and the memo in private is now in public.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what the law is on this. If, the, if an employer can force an employee to do it or fire them, uh, I know that uh, if you are in that position, you better be really good at your job because they're not going to force you. If you're with Tom Brady doesn't want the vaccine, my guess is they're not going to fire him.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, and if and I also,
1: I thought the vaccine, how long is it supposed to last? I thought it was like a six-month deal.
2: That's what I thought, too. So if you got it now... You have to get it again. But they want you to get it now because they don't want these voluntary and workouts. I mean, three teams aren't doing them, but others yeah, are. Yeah, I know they want yeah. you to get it. Yeah. I understand.
1: That's not the issue, whether they want you or not. I'm sure every boss wants... Uh, his uh, his or her staff to get it. Not Probably not everyone, but you get the point. Uh, But whether they have a legal obligation to get it if my employer says you must get it, I I don't have no idea what the law would be on that.
2: Houston attorney Tony Busby said in a statement that his law firm will amend all of the lawsuits against Deshaun Watson to to disclose the names of the 22 plaintiffs, even those not currently subject to any court order Watson's lawyer, Rusty Harden, told the NFL Network yesterday that one of the women who filed one of the 22 lawsuits has dropped her civil case against Watson. There's your daily update.
1: 22 lawsuits against Watson. 22 lawsuits. Drop one down. You got 21. Pass it around. That's all I
2: got for you. Hadn't heard that in a long time. That's a decent (laughs) effort on that one. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball. Duffy has not allowed a hit since the second, and he's allowed only one base runner on the two-out walk to Suzuki last inning. Did Shohei get him, get going, get going to right, and gone!
2: The 3-2. There's a fly ball to left field, and that is going to be the third home run of the night for the Dodgers. That's second home run of the year. It's lined to left field, and McCutcheon will not get it. In the score is McNeil. The Mets win it on an RBI single by Jonathan VR
0: here in the bottom of the eighth inning.
2: Highlights around Major League Baseball: Mookie Betts homering, Trevor Bauer goes seven innings, Dodgers blank the Rockies seven zip, Marlins twice as good, fourteen nothing over the Braves. Adam Duvall homer twice, seven ribbies PK. Let's get those stats going. Let's inflate those numbers. Let's get them fired up. That's a good game. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, some of the teams that sucked right out of the gate are doing quite well right now. Uh, Oakland beat Arizona. The Athletics started 0-6, but now they've gone 5-1 and and are moving back towards 500. And the Red Sox started 0-3, and they've now won seven in a row. They beat the Twins 4-2. to Boston's got it going.
1: Yeah, that's uh, funny that they've been they've been winning like that. And athletics, I think that you know they get off to a horrible start, but I think they were going to be a decent ball club. Uh, the Dodgers. I was exchanging texts with a friend of mine who lives in California, so we've both seen a crap load of baseball over the years. The Dodger team is scary dominant. It's crazy how good they are. And I said, Oh, well, I agree with you, man. <laughs> I said, I think they're going to win over 100, win get over 100 wins, and and then the World Series. And I told him about my pick of Corey Seager for your NL MVP. Let's see if I can get one right.
2: He agreed with all of that. I mean,
1: well, you know, the baseball is, is funky because uh, you get in a getting a little slump at the wrong time, and you can get in trouble. But I, I think that over the, over, the, I mean, this is a team that was down three one to Atlanta last year, weren't they in the postseason? Uh, i think it was atlanta and uh, they came back so you never really know i mean over the course of 162 absolutely he agrees but when you get in those short series series, uh, especially in baseball you can have these no-name dudes get hot and make themselves a legend a pitcher and whatever whatever it might be or conversely a pitcher struggles so you never really know once you get to the postseason but over the course of 162, yeah, I think they have an opportunity to, to be right up there with some of the record-setting teams in number of wins.
2: The Padres were supposed to be good and push the Dodgers. And you know, the Padres weren't good yesterday. Blake Snell got knocked out 38 pitches, I think, in the first inning. And he gets knocked out, and they end up losing to the Pirates 8-4. But the Padres have eight wins and four losses. I mean, you win two-thirds of your games, you're rolling. But they're still a game and a half behind the Dodgers, who are 9-2. and two. Well, they've
1: got a big series coming up this weekend, they I think. They do. They do have one this weekend.
2: Uh, also, the Giants are kind of going with them. Nice start for the Giants. I don't know how long they can sustain it, but they beat the Reds 7-6. to They're 7-4. and Two games behind the Dodgers, half game behind the Padres, so good start for San Francisco.
0: Looking well, Posey's
1: back. You know, he didn't play last year. I got to think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, catching stats. Uh, stats for catchers. They're not overwhelming. But you know he was so integral in their World Series, and he's uh, the best player from that team. There's a couple others who are still there from that World Series dominance that they had, the three of them. He didn't play last year. He sat out. And so he's back, and he's making a difference. Yeah, maybe the Giants, their rebuild is going to go a little quicker than we expected.
2: Tied for the third-best record in the National League right now with the, uh, the Reds, who lead the Central Division. Uh, Cleveland Indians infielder Yu Chang, a native of Taiwan, shared on Twitter that he received racist social media messages after he made a, uh, a critical error, a throwing error in Cleveland's loss Monday to the White Sox. His, treats, his tweets read, in part, exercise your freedom of speech in a right way. I accept all comments, positive or negative, but definitely not racist ones. Thank you all and love you all. Hashtag stop Asian hate. Reporters following up on this are now saying that uh, of the three tweets, two of the accounts have been deleted. Another is private so a lot of hate from really negative anonymous people who then get called out and up. there's daylight i'm gone and i I
1: certainly don't condone this it's a completely 100 percent unacceptable i don't know why anybody would do this it makes no sense but i mean we've all been subject to this now i haven't been subject to racist tweets because i'm white and i i'm the racist if you listen to some people so uh but I get all sorts of hate stuff over I've gotten all sorts of hate stuff over the years and I've saved a few just to use as motivation but uh, yeah I mean that's that's the downside of the internet is these idiots that especially if they're anonymous think it's acceptable to do these types of things and I don't think it's ever going to stop if we're ever looking for it to go away 100% we're going to be disappointed but that doesn't mean we don't speak out every time we hear it and this is completely and totally unacceptable as they say
2: What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, Thor Nystrom, League College Football and NFL Draft Writer for NBC Sports Edge. And at 8.30, Eric Walden, Utah Jazz Writer for the Salt Lake Tribune. we got a question of the day. Off of last night's game, the Jazz was sort of a lackluster performance in beating the outman Thunder. Any concerns, or just get us to the playoffs? Lottie Wayne in on Facebook, DJ and PK hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. Get to your thoughts on last night's game and the rest of the season. Next, stay with us.
0: <laughs> number one. Make us your number. in the Zone Sports Network.
2: I'll Takes a Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Question of the morning, Jazz. Sort of lackluster performance. They beat the outman thunder. Any concerns or just get us to the playoffs?
1: Get me to the church on time. Scott
2: says, let's be honest. I love these guys. And they're awesome. There should always be concern with the Utah Jazz team heading to the playoffs. Never not concerned. Must be well, concerned. The playoffs are coming have never up.
1: won the title, I guess that's appropriate. But what's your level of concern relative to prior years?
2: Parker says, considering three guys are out, no concerns. And Rob says no concerns outside of Utah. Everyone else knows the Jazz can't beat the Lakers or the Nets.
1: Nets. I mean, I'm not even worried about the Nets. I mean, that's on the other side of the bracket. That's a thing of worrying about when you get there. If you get there, you may not get there. So what's the point of worrying about that as far as I'm concerned? And who knows what Nets team is going to be available. They've had drama all season. So the Nets are completely and totally out of my mind. And who knows if the Nets will get there, right? And if they get there, what what, what status are they going to be? I guess if you get there, you got to be pretty good. So. Um, yeah, but like I think their, to your point... The issue is a real concern.
2: Yeah, but to your point, you can get there. I mean, the Warriors got to the finals and had massive injuries and then didn't win in the finals, so... That's, I mean, that's, who knows, to your point, who knows what the scenario is going to be, but that is one scenario where you can get to the finals and then suddenly be concerned because they could have their three stars and be yeah. blown through the East and then get to the finals and, whoops, there's a hamstring, Oops, there's another hamstring. And But
1: that's a concern I want to have.
2: <laughs> okay. I
1: mean I want to worry about the Nets because that means I'm in the finals, right? If I'm the Jazz, I absolutely want to worry about the Nets, but there's no point in worrying about them now. It's it's such a monumental effort to get to that point, uh, and you have to go through three series, which could be you know a month and a half of basketball, depending on how it plays out. So, uh, I'm not, I'm, why worry about them? Uh, you got you got immediate concerns that you have to worry about. You know, it's like I, I've, I'm entered high school, and oh my gosh, I got to take uh, U.S. government when I'm a senior and I'm a freshman, <laughs> it just seems so silly to worry about that. If it comes, it comes, and I will gladly worry about it at the time. Uh, but Because if you get to the finals, obviously you're a pretty doggone good team, even though the other team is really good too. You're good. So that would be such an accomplishment, something obviously they've only done twice, and many teams have not even done it once. Or if they have, it's you know been a long, long time. So let's see what that would happen let's see what what's see like that would what i'm trying to say is let's see what that would feel like i guess it would feel really really good in the moment and it would suck in the short term if you lost but there'd be a lot of excitement if you lost in the finals i mean i think they've got the west has got some really good teams and so what i much rather prefer to worry about the stuff that is much more possible in the lakers the clippers as I said earlier, if Paul George is going to play like this, that's going to be really intriguing to me to see what he can do. You know, because last year maybe he had some uh, some mental health issues. He talked about them. No one takes them lightly, and you can't put yourself in another man's shoes. So if he says he had it and it was an issue for him, I believe him. Uh, but you got to back it up with good play. If you want to be the true superstar, the playoff is where it's going to matter the most, obviously. So, You know, if he comes close to what he's doing right now, man, they're going to really be tough themselves. So there's a lot of firepower in the West that the Jazz are going to have to get through. And consequently, if I'm the Clippers or the Lakers or whomever, I'm looking at the Jazz. And wow, that's a lot of firepower I got to through. And I just named a couple teams, and I didn't even name the second best team, the Suns.
2: If you're playing any of the top five in the West, you ought to be concerned. And that's not to say that Portland or Dallas can't wreck somebody's offseason, because I yeah, they think they, they're they, good enough to do they it. Are. I don't think they're good enough to get, uh, to get out of the West. No. Um, but the, the thing is, if the Jazz hold on to the top spot, 6-7 and seven are going the other side of the bracket, and the odds of seeing them are really low, so... I think the Lakers are going to hold it together here and not drop below five. But if you just take the standings today, the Jets' second-round series, assuming they beat the eight, is the Nuggets or the Lakers. So by by the time you get to the second round, right, with Jamal Murray going out, I think we would all pick the Lakers because we assume their guys are going to be back and healthy then.
1: They are. So They're just doing what they did last year. They took three months off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Resting and freshening up.
1: Yeah. I mean, clearly they are. And Davis doesn't have a body that can go 82. I don't know if it's because of his height or whatever it is, but it doesn't seem like he has a body, and few players are interested. The days of uh, Thurl, Eaton, the statues, everybody and their dog going 82, yeah, that might as well be in the 1800s. Uh, That's just is not going to come close to happening. I think LeBron might have been able to do it just because I think he feels the need to uh, put himself out there uh, because he's such a you know, he's pretty much the face of the league and and he wants his voice out there and um, on all sorts of social issues and stuff. So you got to be you got to be relevant. And so, but but he had the injury. I mean, I don't doubt that he had the injury. But I wonder, you know, if they – so now you've got the injury. Everybody believes you have an injury. We saw him on the floor looking like this, you know, this ultimate mountain man that we see as indestructible out on the floor rolling in pain. So I wonder if they say, okay, well, now you got the injury, so nobody doubts you're hurt. So let's really take your time here. And uh, we'll see you when it counts in a couple of weeks before the start of the regular season – or, excuse me, the start of the playoffs, I mean. And uh, away you go. So it's there. It's real and uh, if they come back, which I'm expecting them to come back, obviously they're going to be extremely dangerous.
2: Jason says this Jazz team is not actually a championship contender and really struggles with focus. Their defense is completely falling apart. So concerning, only if you believe this team will be in the finals. I believe it's just a typical Jazz team with a first, maybe second-round eggs in the playoffs. They want to be championship contenders. They need to get tough and probably swap out some pieces. Wow, man,
1: that's strong for a team <laughs> that has the best record in the league. I know, and two all-star, three all-stars. Uh, how many times in franchise history have they had three all-stars? Once, twice, maybe I don't know. But
2: uh, I think we looked and, it up, and it was once.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of talent there, and Joe Ingles coming off the bench, doing what he can do. He's a really good player off the bench. I mean, his shooting has pretty much stayed consistent. He's had a couple of stretches. Uh, where uh, he hasn't shot in individual games, but not really stretches, just in games I'm speaking of. So uh, that's going to come and go to an extent, but I don't think he's gone through a a Bogdanovich-like slump. Nothing that comes to mind. Bogdanovich looks like he's got it back now. And they were talking about on the broadcast what I was saying yesterday is that if Bogdanovich adds or regains, not just adds, but regains his three-point stroke, combined with his just aggressiveness and taking to the basket, it's really been fun to watch. Pretty much putting his head down and just going to the bucket. Uh, that's cool. He's a great free throw shooter, evidenced by last night. He was ten attempts and made all ten. So, and and and, and Matt and Craig were talking about, wow. And if he has a three-point shot combined with his ability now to or his desire and effort to get guys down on the block and make buckets, that just adds to the dimension. And I don't know if this team's going to win a title, but to say this is a typical Jazz team, a typical team of late and, and recent years, where they were decent, but you knew it was going to take a yeoman's effort just to get out of the first round, And I don't see that. I see them as significantly better than that.
2: Will it feel significantly better, though, if the Lakers knock them out in the second round? And well, that's the thing I've, that Jazz fans fear, that nobody really wants to talk about. And I don't think that anything happened last night makes me more or less concerned about that. I thought last night was fine. I just think that's the looming question. And we don't really know where the Lakers are going to finish um, or when these guys are going to come who back. Who
1: cares where the Lakers are going to finish? No, because if
2: you see them in the second round and so they're healthy, you better if you'd, get,
1: you'd feel better if you lost in the third round? Yes. the Lakers? No, I don't think you would. I don't. That's just circumstance. I don't think you would, no. Why well, would you feel better if you lost to them in the third round as opposed to the second round? Because you have to if win a Lakers hard sco- kind of
2: series that you probably really haven't won. We'd have to see what it looks like, but I think yeah, that you, you haven't won up to this point.
1: So what? You're, you're not about winning hard. So this is not a team that is in progression here. This is a team built to win now. There's really no future for this team. As far, when I'll check back at two or three years, this team is growing like the Nuggets could possibly be, but the, the Murray injury derailed right. them because they have a bunch of guys under 25 or at 25. That's not who this Jazz team is. So if I lose to the Lakers, what difference what round? I'm not going to catch, catch them in the first round. I mean, So you get an extra two weeks of basketball, that's nice. But the idea is to be the best team in the West. So if you lose to the Lakers in the second round or the third round... I don't see where there's any difference because I'm expecting you to be better than those other teams. And so I don't know if you're better than the Lakers at this point. Because if that's your mindset, DJ, then go ahead and tank and let the Suns have the first round or the first seed and let them play the Lakers. If it matters that much, then let them do that. But I think we're way beyond that. If you can't beat the Lakers, you can't beat them. Doesn't matter which round you're going to lose to them in, as far as I'm concerned.
2: And I think probably a lot of people think that way, but I think that while they're not building with this team, Donovan and Rudy do have a future together. And, you know, I mean, you can go back to the statues. You know, they had their careers, but there were basically three different versions of the Jazz. There was the late 80s guys and and the series you love, taking the Lakers to seven. There was a group in the early 90s Pre Hornacek, and then there was the Hornacek group that eventually okay, got fine, to the finals. Okay, fine, but that's
1: not like they uh, an, uh, an extra playoff. The reason they got to the finals in ninety seven and ninety eight because in ninety two they had an extra playoff series, and I don't. I just picked ninety two. I yeah. have no idea what happened in ninety two. I don't buy that. They were they got to the finals because they were better than everybody in the West. Not didn't matter how many playoff series they got before that. They were better than everybody. They were prepared, and the Lakers weren't nearly what they were to become they were a bunch of young pups the Lakers were building at that time Kobe throwing the air balls that that was progression he needed that to get where they were the Jazz I don't think they need to win two series in order to beat the Lakers
2: no I wouldn't see that it would pay off like that I mean maybe when we get there we'll look back and say it did but I don't think we will
1: So at this point, if they got to play them in the second round, sure, I'd rather get them in the third round too, in the conference finals. Absolutely, I'd rather get them in the conference finals. Delay it as long as possible, but you're going to have to likely face them either way. So if I get them on a Tuesday versus a Wednesday, metaphorically speaking, what difference does it make? I'm going to have to beat them on that Wednesday. So I, to me, if I'm the Jazz, come on, let's go, man. Vamos, we'll get you in the second round. And we'll beat you in the second round. Because if you beat them in the second round, then whoever you get in a third round, man, your confidence ought to be off the charts. And your cockiness and all everything that you need, that all the great players have, confidence and cockiness, because I don't know, the cockiness takes on a negative term, but I don't think it is. I think it's something that all the great ones have. And the ones who didn't win the titles, they didn't have it.
2: Duolingo's really paying off for you, isn't it?
1: Oh, that's just one word that we've all known for years, isn't it? <laughs> It's like Ola or Madre and Padre. I mean, just living, just being a breathing person. You ought to pick up some of it, particularly if you grew up in the Southwest.
2: Rick says, "Get everyone healthy. Enough with the injuries. We got a championship to win this year."
1: Yeah, they even hadn't haven't come close to the number of injuries that a bunch of other teams have had.
2: They've been the healthy team.
1: Yeah.
2: Travis says, let's just wrap up that number 1 seed, get the wins where we should win, a couple we shouldn't, and then hit on all cylinders in the playoffs, and finally bring a title to Utah.
1: Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I agree with Travis there.
2: That would be spectacular.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's basically two reasons why you play, to make gobs of money and to win.
2: If you come away with those two things, you ought to be in a pretty good mood. yes how'd it go well we won and look at this paycheck
1: <laughs> sure yeah all right and tomorrow is the 15th and they're getting gobs of money again <laughs> so Weet. they're getting for a lot of them uh, more money they can know what to do with uh, yes. so but you got to win too that's part of the process and they are winning and they want to win a title I and mean, obviously they all do and yeah if, it would just be incredible. I was reading a thing about Denver. You know how this my, Jamal Murray this morning. I was going through some stuff, reading something on Jamal Murray on Yahoo Sports and talking about how Denver has, like I said, like we just and we've talked about it, you and I, how Denver has set themselves up to be good the next few years yep. and what does this do to the team? How it derails them, not just now, obviously, but potentially down the road. And they they kept bringing up, you know, this is this mid market. Mm-hmm. Franchise, mm-hmm. And they don't have the ability to attract the, the marquee free agents. I, unless I'm missing somebody. I don't know any marquee free agent uh, who went to Denver. I, yep. I can't think of anybody over the years. I know Carmelo Anthony wanted out. So that's an example. Gordon Hayward wanted out. You know, those are two examples, and those are somewhat similar players there, and they both didn't want to be where they were and wanted out. And where did they go? They went to the big-time markets, right? Yeah. Obviously, uh, New York and Boston. Yeah, so – and the whole point of the story is how they've built this in the right way they have. Exactly, like the Jazz. And <laughs> yeah. now this injury could really undercut them. And they were talking about when Murray gains his full strength, I think that's in Jokic's free agent year and blah, blah, blah. What does it mean? Yada, yada. I mean, we don't know. It was a speculative article. But the point is it's something that the now the Nuggets have to be concerned with. And so it's the same deal here for the Jazz. If the Jazz, I just think it would be great for the league. I think it would be great for professional sports where we can say, see. You can do it. Even if it's an outlier, you still can least, do it.
2: <laughs> well, the thing is you have to prove there's the outlier before you can prove that it's routine.
1: Yeah, you have to have an outlier right. before you, you can you, prove that the outlier yeah. can do it. I get your point. Yeah,
2: you got to have one before then that team can go win two, three, four. And really what the NBA is banking on right now is what happened in San Antonio. Because they're another. Hey, not a big market. They're actually about the same size as... Uh, as Utah, but they did it. Uh, they got one in the super team era, but mostly they got it before the All-Stars decided they let's start teaming up here. Right, Miami, I mean, Miami so LA, changed. New York.
1: So everything is so dramatically different. Yep, The Spurs, that seems like such a long time <laughs> ago that it's not relevant to today's game. Good for them. They got it. Blah, blah, blah. And Greg is uh, making a living, telling us how to the world should be off of that because he's got the stature good for him I know his opinion every time he speaks uh, we get it Greg uh, so way to go you had yours but so much has changed since then and and particularly you know with a, with a kid like Mitchell uh, he's, he's a New York kid man he's a New York kid no doubt about it And if you could ever, especially now as New York continues, I mean, they're not totally floundering, but they aren't good. They're not, I don't think they're, they're certainly not great. And if at some point in our lifetime, maybe not our lifetime, our kids' lifetime, (laughs) then the Knicks will win again. And whoever
2: the star is. Ah, it'll be huge. Yeah. Yeah. What the Knicks are right now, the word you're looking for is mediocre. And they've been improvement. Right. They've been awful. So mediocre is a step forward. They are literally one game over five hundred right now, twenty-eight and twenty-seven. They have the eighth spot in the East.
1: But they don't have anybody on that team that is transcendent and is gonna lead them to where they wanna go. I mean Julius Randle's nice, but he's been in the league a number of years. And so somebody has to score points and grab rebounds on every team. I'm not discounting what he's doing, but I I just don't think he's a superstar.
2: I don't think he's a superstar either. I think that Randall is a great example of a player who was born in the wrong era. I think if he had played in the 80s or 90s, his body type and his skill set is what everybody wanted. You know, He isn't going to shoot a lot of threes, but he is really good inside of 15 feet. And that was what the league was looking for then. And now they're not... And everybody's shooting threes, and he's getting two, so he'll help you beat the awful teams because he's good. But the best teams, loaded with three-point shooters, he's not really what they're looking for.
1: oh uh, sure, I get that, uh, but at the same time, um, I'm not going to argue. He was born in the wrong era financially.
2: Yeah, he... <laughs> financially, he was born in a great era. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, he'd be a guy who was good in the '80s or '90s, and he'd be on TV. You know, Tom Chambers, Thurl Bailey. Um, who else? Uh, oh, you're telling us about Eddie Johnson. I don't know where he was in the media, but maybe he's doing satellite radio. Yeah, and all those guys, and they crushed it. And they're looking Sounds at this air and thinking, yeah. "Man, guys, you were not half the player that I." Am.
1: Yeah, and he's <laughs> making ten million dollars a year. He's look making how. nineteen. I just look it up right now. Oh yeah, eighteen nine. So he was born in exactly. He, he was born he in, in a good era morning. for the paycheck. Yeah, and so never discount that because uh, that can make a huge, huge difference. So, uh, but the point being that. Uh, you know, you never know what's down the line with Donovan. Uh, he's committed to the jazz for now for sure, but so is Hayward at this point. Uh, and he's a kid. Uh, it's, it's just tough, it's tougher in the small market. It's tougher and there's no doubt about it, but you still got to try to do it. and right now this team is trying to do it. And if they can get it, and I know people say oh, it'll be bad for the ratings to me, you know ratings have floundered anyway. Uh, compared to what they used to be, compared to when the statues were in the finals and Jordan was doing his thing. You'll never recreate those numbers, I don't think. So I'm not really worried about that. But I think it would be good for the league if a team like the Jazz won and to really send a message that everybody's got a shot. DJPK,
2: it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. More on the Jazz Getting ready for the postseason, Eric Walden, jazz writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, will join us at 8.30 right here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.
0: Now let's get this party started! This is Hans Olson and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network.
2: Ron Boone,
1: kind enough to join us. I don't think the Jazz guys should be afraid of any team in the NBA right now. The way they're playing, and I tell you what I'm what I'm enjoying right now, this
2: late in the year, is that most teams now are starting to play the Jazz different than what we saw in the beginning of the year. They're making the Jazz make these adjustments
1: to the point where they're taking away the three point shot. And so they're staying at home, which means that the Jazz have to do things differently. They have to play in a more of a half-court game, and they're still able to make those adjustments and win basketball games.
0: Hanson Scotty, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: The Davis Vision Spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save 1000 $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision.
1: I can see clearly now I've been to Davis Vision.
2: You should record some of these covers. Kind of a weird Al Yankovic (laughs) thing going on. There's probably a little money to be made.
1: Money doesn't drive me. It's not about the money, Sniggy.
2: PK's new album drops today at three o'clock. Make sure you're on the big show with PK when he guests and debuts. Okay. Stop.
1: Well, me and Mick Jagger and Dave Grohl, we released a single. We just put it out. At a kid. <laughs> That's been the big news. Mick dropped a single here.
2: Mick Vacations in Santa Barbara. There's this exclusive resort somewhere, I don't know where it is, down around Montecito. And my one of my good friends from college, college roommate, his brother came down and Uh, lived with him the summer between uh, high school and college and got a job at this place called San Ysidro Ranch. He lived with Mick? No, we're getting to Mick, though. He lived with his brother. So he gets a job at San Ysidro Ranch. So he comes home and... And his brother says, hey, how's work today? He says, I came around a corner about 11.30, and there was Mick Jagger in his pajamas driving a golf cart down the hill at top speed, taking the corner on two wheels, going to get breakfast before they picked it up. Like, they would have taken care of Mick, wouldn't they? Yep, probably, but he was hauling butt down the hill in a golf cart in his PJs. Well, I'm
1: glad he got satisfaction.
2: There it is. Guess who isn't satisfied? Luka Doncic. And when Luka's not happy, guess who's not happy, PK? Mrs. Doncic? <laughs> I don't think there is a Mrs. Doncic. Mr. Cuban. Got to stand up for your star. Even though it was unanimous that they do this new playoff format with 7, 8, 9, 10 in the little three-game tournament to decide the last two spots. Now, in retrospect, is a huge mistake. You think this is a, a one-year deal, or you think now that the networks are paying for these three games, they're going to keep getting these games, and whoever is in seven, especially if they've you know separated themselves a little bit, and I think that's all Dallas has done is separate themselves a little bit. They've held the seventh spot for a long time, but it's not like they're way clear of eight, nine, and ten. Uh, there's always going to be someone complaining about it, and that's just the way it is. And they're going to they're going to keep doing it because I am uh, sure I, I am intrigued by things that are being done differently now that are gonna stick I think these two games in three days in one city I think that's gonna stick they're gonna try fine. to minimize travel
1: that, that's fine I mean, yeah that, that didn't really matter to me but the playoff thing matters because that's the most important stuff and i I don't a hundred percent agree with uh Luca and Cuban and I read what they said uh, I want to hear what they have to say uh, Cubans uh He's a thinker and a creator and an idea guy, Mm -hmm. so I don't always agree with it, but it's not about whether I agree with him or not. Uh, I want to hear what he has to say. And to an extent, I agree with him. So I think it's going to stick, but I don't think it needs to stick as it is right now. And I think a ways to incentivize, because if you have a seventh-place team, there's sometimes seventh place teams are pretty doggone good and have Mm -hmm. upper 40s. And so, in my mind, they deserve to be in the playoffs. So one of the things that I think that you can do is just have eight and or, uh, nine and ten play a, a single game and then have the winner play eight and a two out of three. Or, I was thinking about this, you know, you really want to be creative. If you're a lousy seventh-place team, like we've had years in the East, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. If you have to play to have a play into a playoff and especially if you're not above 500, you got no claim. But if you want to put more stock into the regular season, how about all the teams who get 45 wins in a regular season? You don't have to do the playoff. And that incentivizes the regular season.
2: I think you're onto something there. I like that better than the first idea of altering the series, that there's a number that if you get to, you yeah. just play your way out of it. And there's a number, you're locked in. You don't have to worry about it. Because the incentive is the key thing. I think a lot of this goes back to the number of games that have been on national TV at the end of the year and the number of games that playoff teams that are fighting for seeding are suddenly playing against teams that aren't even remotely trying. And so they're trying to put some incentive out there so that through the end of the season they'll they'll play their best players. And
1: that's typical. You're a TV guy, so you go to right to TV. Mm -hmm. I don't care about that. I go to Bob and his son... Uh, Connor.
2: Yeah. Who or just bought tickets pick, for the game, and now they yeah. don't get to see the stars.
1: Right. And so they've got the game in a regular season game, in a, in a normal regular season. This today would, would most likely be the last day of the regular season. We'd be getting ready for the playoff at the end of the week, right? Yep. So say he buys a ticket, Bob and his son buy two tickets to see whatever team. He likes, X, he likes Damon Lillard. Uh, for whatever reason, if he's in Salt Lake. And so April 10th, uh, 2023, he buys tickets to that game. But the the Blazers, they don't see any need for, especially if Lillard is going to be a few years older, don't see any need for him to get on a plane and come here into Salt Lake and play that game. So Bob and Connor... They want to go to see the guy, and it's all about the stars in this league. They just wasted that money, and it costs a lot of money for for some people. For some people, it's not as much money relative to what they make. But for others, it's a huge sacrifice to be able to go to a game. And so because of that, that player isn't playing. And I just used Lillard as an example. I'm not saying that that would happen. So to me... I'm worried, about, I'm worried about the upper bowl people. Of course, you're worried about the lower bowl people and the TV networks. Screw them. I don't care about that. I worry about – I'm a common guy. I'm a paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck dude. That's who I am most concerned about. And, you, and you're right to be concerned about the high rollers because that's what you do. For me, not so much. And so put it in to where you've got to get a certain level of victories. And I think for, if you have 45, I think you're a pretty good team. You know, you're not a great team, but I think in an 82-game season, if you win 45, I think you're a decent team, right? And so to me, put it, if you want to don't be in that playoff, get to 45, and you don't have to worry about it.
2: I wonder if they could do some kind of sliding thing, because just like if you get to 45, you don't have to worry about it. You know, do you have to get, if you get, if the 10th place game gets to a certain number, are they guaranteed it? Or could you do something where if you're X number of games clear of the team behind you, because then both teams would be incentivized to keep winning. You know, if you're four, or five games, I don't know, whatever the number would be. Don't overthink if it. If you're now. five games clear, it doesn't happen. Don't overthink it. This is your tendency. No, you got to overthink it because no, otherwise no you, you end don't. up. No, you don't. You end up with what you had this year. It's a unanimous vote. Everybody's on board. Yeah, you're on board until you're the team in seventh place and your star player says something. You're like, I better stick up for my oh, star player. What's the player. difference
1: if it was unanimous or not? I mean, if so, so what? Just because I voted for something then and I get new information doesn't mean I'm not allowed to change my mind. Uh, so, and whoop-de-doo, it was unanimous vote then. We're not dealing with then, we're dealing with now. So, if you can find a way to improve it and make it better, then do it. And we're, we're told uh, the NBA is progressive. I mean, they certainly tell you enough about how on, they're on the right side of history. So how about this? Maybe they can make changes that are for the better.
2: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Next, your greatest call. You knew it was going to happen. You said it. Not many people were with you. But who was right in the long run? You were. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.